What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. The Los Angeles Police Department is one of the most violent and brutal police departments in the country in 2023 has begun with a bloody promise that they intend to hold on to that title in just two days. The Los Angeles police murdered three people, Takar Smith, Oscar Sanchez, and Keenan Andrews. To discuss, we are joined by Baba Greg Akili, a core team member of Black Lives Matter Los Angeles and Black Lives Matter Grassroots and the director of the Fannie Lou Hamer Institute. He is also an instructor at the UCLA Labor Studies Department. Good morning, Baba Greg Akili. Good morning, Kat. How are you? It's so good to talk to you and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you, too. I'm really excited when I saw that you were going to be who I was in discussion with this morning. I got to say, though, and I feel like I can because we're in relationship outside of this interview. I am feeling the weight of my black skin this morning. I'm feeling the weight of all of our black skin uh, this morning. I watched the KCAL story about the three murders in preparation for our conversation Uh so and I just, I, I, I just have I, the tears have just been flowing since about six thirty this morning. Yes, it is hard to watch. It is hard to, to not only watch but even just to uh, conceptualize uh, the murder of Keenan Anderson. But if you look, I mean, there were others too. Uh, um, Black. Yeah, and I want to walk through those. Yeah, Can we talk so about Takar Smith? Absolutely. What happened to Takar Smith? Yeah. And 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 the Carsmiths um, and and uh, and Keenan are all, I think, examples of why we don't need police doing certain things, uh, like exactly. uh, responding to traffic uh, accidents and mental health issues. Um, right. And with you know, with the car, it was a mis- it was a mental health issue. His wife called because she was having some issues with him, and she didn't call nine one one. Let's be clear about that. She called what was listed as the alternative number, uh, and um, the police showed up, and you know, and then it escalated from there. Uh, and and the same with 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 Keenan, it escalated from there, in large part because the Los Angeles Police Department are trained, and I think many police are trained to control and suppress. Uh, that control any dangers and suppress any threats. And they see black people as both a danger and a threat. So their interaction with us uh, always, in many cases, results in hurt, harm, and damage to black people. And we have paid an enormous price of black death to be able to uh, wake up white society uh, to the conditions that we constantly find ourselves in. And that's a too heavy a price for any people to pay. Baba, the Los Angeles Police uh, Department Chief Michael Moore, who is coming to the end of his first term and has requested a second term from the new mayor, Karen Bass, reacted a little differently, a little, uh, than you usually see police chiefs react. He said at a press conference that he is, quote-unquote, concerned that his officers didn't act within protocol. Now, normally we see an immediate justification 
wondering from your perch on the ground, uh, what does that signal to you? Is he just walking a line because there's a progressive mayor in office who can fire him or not give him a second appointment? Because um, t- from where I sit in conversations with y'all, right, his first term has not done anything to reduce the brutality of the Los Angeles Police Department. Which is why we have uh, we are opposing his uh, his reappointment. Uh, but what this police chief does and is adept at doing is appropriating language and position to make himself uh, look good uh, and sound good. But the policies and actions are still the same. Um, you know, and, and that's why one of our demands is that uh, no, the chief more, no more, more. We, uh, we have uh, testified repeatedly. It's time for him to go, but it is a part of a, a practice and pattern that he has established. However, uh, his true sense has come out from time to time after the George Floyd uh, murder uh, and the uprisings. He made a statement that says that uh, the people, the protesters were as guilty uh, of murdering George Floyd as, uh, as the police. Comparing Whoa. people's uh, expression of outrage and anger to, to, um, to you know, to, to what, what the police did. And so that was his true nature, right? That, that statement was his true nature. Now he had to walk it back. He had to come back and apologize. But that was his true nature. Uh, and he's trying to get this reappointment. So, um, you know, we don't give much credence or credibility to, to those statements. Uh, I, I think folks know that I, I got my organizing chops working at Community Coalition under the leadership of Karen Bass, uh, you know, s- some some years ago now. Um, she, you know, in her run for mayor, um, and she's someone I deeply respect. I want I want to say that before I, I, I ask my next question. You know, as she was running, she did talk about, you know, getting more money to the Los Angeles Police Department, um, officers coming from the community, et cetera, things that we as abolitionists do not believe in and know do not work. Uh, how do you think she's going to handle that? I mean, we are we are just days into her term as mayor. How, what has her response been and, and what are you all demanding of Mayor Bass? Well, the first thing, well, first of all, I've also known uh, Mayor Bass. Oh, I know. Uh, she says <laughs> since she was 18 years old uh, and she and I worked together <laughs> in the anti-apartheid movement. Uh, and right. then I've, I've trained her organizers um, in at COCO. So uh, we've known each other. I think you trained uh, me a little bit. Actually, I think you were a speaker a couple times. Yes, sir. Yeah. In the early early days of Coco, I I came up and did did sharings, um, not so much training, but did sharings of of my organizing experience and the rest. But I think um, one of the things that uh, as a community of people, certainly Black Lives Matter, was, um, was a little disappointed uh, that she did not, uh, she met with us early on and we had differences, principal differences, but differences. Um, and I think, you know, she is in the position where she is going to try to, to walk it very thin line. Uh, and when you walk that thin line, you generally drift to the right. Um, because that's, that's where you think the influence is. And so quite frankly, if I had to say, I'm not sure where Karen is, uh, on this. Um, you know, she, she, um, she has not said anything, made any comments to to date. Uh, so we're not sure. You know, that, we, that leads to, we, uh, we, go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, we have been certainly uh, pressuring her. We've uh, we've sent in 
uh, emails to her, um, to her, to her and the people in her office not to appoint him. Uh, and that's one of the five demands that, uh, that, that, uh, that we have that, that Black Lives Matter LA and, and has, uh, around this particular, this particular issue. And so, um, you know, we are going to keep pressuring her. Um, we, we think that they need another police chief. We have been, we've gotten rid of one police chief Beck, um, oh. about, <laughs> yes, about, uh, seven years ago. And, and we're now working on our second one. So, um, you know, but, but we're not sure where she is at this point, And that's unfortunate. Uh, Bob and Greg, Akili, you mentioned there's five demands. We talked about no more, more walk us through the other four, please. The other four are uh, pull police out of traffic and other places they obviously don't belong, like mental health, schools, parks, and housing. Uh, restrict the use of tasers, so-called less lethal weapons. Do not uh, does not mean they're non they're non uh, they're non lethal. Uh, five uh, four rather release the unedited footage of the Keenan murder. Uh, make unedited videos of police killings and violence available uh, as a matter of policy. And the fifth one is in qualified immunity that shields police from accountability. Um, so our first one is, of course, removing uh, more and then, and then the, other, the other four. I get the demand. And one of the key ones is removing them from places they should not be, like traffic stops, schools, parks, uh, housings, um, and, and mental health. I mean, they, they don't need to be there. They don't need to be in those environments. Um, they only make matters worse because, like I said, they're trained to control and suppress. Right. And, and I'll just remind my listeners, and they hear me say it all the time, right, upwards of 50 percent of the people that, that cops murder are in the middle of a mental health crisis. I'll also say that, um, you know, we've been talking about this traffic stop um, shifts in, in who responds for some time. That's something that we have to change at the state level, and that's that's what we're looking to do this legislative uh, season. So yeah, we'll be working with y'all and, and others in our coalition, right, to, to make that happen. So folks should stay uh, stay tuned for how you can get active around that. Bye-bye, Keila. I do want to go back uh, to Takar Smith because you said she called the alternative number, uh, his wife did, but the, the law enforcement uh, showed up. For the alternative programs in Los Angeles, do they run through 911? I mean, like, yeah. how does that, are they co-responder models? How did that happen? They're co-responder models. Um, and we've seen this before. Uh, uh, in 2018, Grishario Mack um, was, um, was, you know, was uh, a, a, a black man who was very similar to this. He was just standing in the mall. Uh, and the security officers didn't, you know, they didn't do anything. They didn't sit. And they said, don't call 911. Somebody called, um, you know, because he was having a, a, a mental issue. And they called 911 and they showed up. Um, they, after that, they've started so, a so called co responder kind of thing. Um, but his wife actually said, you know, and you can, don't kill my husband. Don't kill my husband. And. Um, that's exactly what they wound up doing. Um, and, and the pattern that exists here is that neither of these cases, of the three cases, did the um, Oscar, uh, Keenan, and, and Brother Smith, did they pose a real threat to the police. And they had committed no crimes. 
Let me repeat that. They committed no crimes, uh, yet they wound up dead. Yeah, something that uh, I, it's just painful to watch the murder of Keenan Andrews and his hands up in the air. And you can just see the sheer terror. Um, in yeah. his eyes, that law enforcement is there. I mean, it's just, and, and, and that's something that people like, I, if you're not walking in black skin, you know, brown skin, indigenous skin as well, right? Understand that just their presence, we are so clear that that interaction can end up in us taking our 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 last breath. Um, I want to talk about the families why, a little. Why, oh, go ahead. Yes, please. Well, one reason why we are not, we're discouraging people from calling 911 because, I mean, if people who show up um, and they show up with guns and they're armed and, and they have this attitude of control and suppress, we wind up you know, getting hurt, harmed, and, and in many cases, too many cases killed. Um, so, uh, you know, that we, have, we are working to develop real alternatives to uh, the calling 911. Plus, people rely too much on the police as it is. For minor things, they should be. That's why we are calling for them to be moved. I mean, there's no reason why um, the police need to be called for a traffic stop. So go ahead. Uh, well, I want to talk about George Gascon, uh, Los Angeles District Attorney. Has he said anything in the wake of these three public executions uh, that have happened in in Los Angeles? Not, 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 not that I know of. Not that we know of. Nothing formal. Um, you know, uh, I think that one of the things that Black Lives Matter was um, was focused on for at least three and a half years was removing the last district attorney because right. that district attorney refused to hold police accountable. Um, uh, Gascon is a little better, but you know, there's still some. We still have some questions about him, but at least we have access, and and we're willing to, and he's willing to at least. Uh, here outside, and and we can pressure and push him. Uh, the last district attorney that was not even possible. Um, so so as of as of today, I haven't heard. We haven't heard anything. Yeah, and you know, um, me and Sister Melina and, and Sheila down there with y'all, you know, we had conversations because you know he was our DA for a while. Uh, was San Francisco's yes. district attorney for a while, um, and and never. Um, held cops accountable. I mean, he was DA during some of the most brutal uh, periods of time with the San Francisco Police Department. So we'll see if he acts any better down there. Um, Bobby, I want to spend some time just a little bit because we're about running out of time about the families, right? Because yeah. I, I just, I really feel for Takar uh, Smith's uh, wife so many times, you know, holding mothers, fathers, et cetera, that called for help and their loved one ends, end up dead and the weight of that, even though it is not their fault or responsibility. Just talk a little bit about the families and, and how you all supporting them. And I understand that there's a couple of GoFundMes. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, for the first first thing, let me just say, I have been an organizer uh, and involved in this uh, Black Liberation Movement for over 51 years. And this is the best work I've ever done uh, in those years. And in large part because of the work that we do with the families. We provide space, comfort, and support for them. Um, you know, and that's the, the, and I think that that, 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 that has been for me, one of the most uh, important things. And like, and, and today we are working with the families one, because they grieve too often in silence, they in, in isolation. And so we want them to know 
that they are loved in the community, they are supported in the community, and that they are protected in the community. Uh, we, you know, and then secondly, we want to offer the kind of support that they need. There are two GoFundMe um, um, for Takara and for Keenan uh, that people, you know, and, and it's just GoFundMe Takara Smith and GoFundMe Keenan Anderson that people, um, that we're encouraging people to, to go to and give because, this is a, a, a hard time for our family, and they have to uh, raise money to, unfortunately, bear their dead. Um, yesterday, the family of uh, Keenan Anderson testified at the um, city council uh, meeting to call for, you know, the, the end of police uh, and stops, call for the, you know, not reappointing more, but also to express their uh the, both their sorrow, anger, and outrage uh, at how the police, uh, the LAPD acts, um, and the, the same with the with the Cars family. You know, um, they have that's six children now that that don't have a father uh, with the Cars Smith, uh, and and so their mother is trying to, you know, wants to move out of the place she's in because of course it's, it's it it doesn't has bad memories and the rest. And so we're supporting them, we're working with them, uh, and we're trying to be and do what we can as a community of people to uh, work to make sure that this is bad uh, and we understand, but know that there are people in our communities that love you. Uh, and I think that that's, that that's the one thing we can do. That's right. And we will uh, post the links to those GoFundMe's in the archives of the show. Baba Greg Akili, I got to leave it there. We'll be talking to you you soon. Thank you so much. It's so good to, to talk to you, and thank you so much. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Rask and the Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.